This is the Winning at Work and Home podcast with Damon Eddy, dedicated to helping individuals not only win at work, but more importantly, win at home and in life. Helping individuals define what true success looks like for them and helping them live that success daily, allowing more freedom to passionately love the people and enjoy the things that matter most in their life. Welcome to the Winning at Work and Home podcast with Damon Eddy. Well, good morning, guys. Happy, happy Tuesday. Thank you for joining me. I know a lot of times I do this podcast, probably the worst time uh, to go Facebook Live. You know, I'm doing it at 7 in the morning. That's when everybody is usually uh, running around getting ready for work or on their commute. So probably the worst time to do it on Facebook Live that I could choose. But uh, the reason why I try to do it at this time in the morning, because it's something and one of the most important things that I feel that I need to get done in the day. So just like with you guys, when you have something that is very, very important, right? The best time to get it done, to make sure that it gets done is to do it in the morning. So, so that's why I do it at this time, seven, six thirty in the morning, uh, when I'm probably not going to get as many people watching live on Facebook. Um, but it's something that needs to get done. I need to get it done. So it's more important that it gets done as opposed to waiting on in the afternoon, they say like three o'clock or two between two and four in the afternoon is the best time to do Facebook live. But either way, the material is getting out there. It's getting recorded. And you know, that's, what's the most important thing. Good morning, Josh. Except Josh, Josh is able to do it at seven in the morning. Watch. Um, he probably just got done going to the gym. You just get done going to the gym dog, getting your workout in at the uh, country club. So anyway, <laughs> just messing with you. Hey, what I want to talk about today, yesterday was awesome. I thought yesterday was so important. I had some people share that podcast. It's such a good one, man. Talking about that. Are you living days that you don't like right now in hopes that one day you'll be able to live a life that you love? I'm telling you guys. And the question then would be, the question then would be, can you go ahead and start to begin to live a life that you love right now and not take that risk, not take that risk that that life that you love will never come or it'll come when you're like 55, 60. And you know, you're like, dang, dude, I I felt pretty good in the thirties and forties. Um, I wish I would have had a little more fun and enjoyed life then. So, so think about that yesterday's podcast. Number one, 19, I thought was very, very, very important. Josh, you're heading to the gym now. Perfect. Um, so really I would think about that. That's just such a good one. But today what I want to talk about is 13 habits of highly effective people. Now this is from a list I did maybe six months ago, about 50 habits of highly effective people. We broke it up in about three to four days, but I think it's such a good list guys. I'm telling you, there's so many different things. When we hear this stuff, it needs to, it needs to sink into our mind. It needs to sink into our brain. I want to show you something. Hold on. I mean, they, they can see it on Facebook Live, but right here, this thing, this little audio, this challenge to succeed CD set, CDs are in there. They're kind of like falling apart, different things. The case, I probably listened to Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, challenge to succeed, I don't know, 16, 20 times. When I listen to it, okay, in the car or whatever, I can go ahead and pretty much finish his sentences. And, and that's when we know right there, that's when we know that that stuff is sinking in. It's sinking in. So, you know, when we go through this 13, these first 13, which I thought were really good, that's why we're just picking the 13, you know, 
you got to sink it in, man. If you can get to the point where you can finish the sentence, then it's really sunk in. And, and really the, the point of this podcast is just growth, right? To try to get better so we can be better in the workplace. We'd be better for our clients. We can be better for our kids. We can be better for our spouse. All these different things. We can go out there and we can shine bright in all that we do. It's so incredibly important. So 13 habits of highly effective people. Number one, number one, effective people, they look for and find opportunities where others see nothing. They look for and find opportunities where others see nothing. I think that's, I think that's pretty powerful, obviously to find opportunities. I mean, that, that's really what the most successful people do like in, in business, right? They find those opportunities. They hit it way beforehand, you know, like Uber or whatever. They, oh, there's an opportunity there and they take advantage of it. There's an opportunity in the marketplace and people take advantage of that, the successful people, and they maximize it, right? Where, where others can't see it, where others see nothing. A lot of times those things where, where you tell somebody something and they just don't get it, right? A lot of successful people, they see that opportunity and then they go for it. So that's a good one. Number two is effective people, they find a lesson while others see a problem. Find a lesson where others see a problem. Guys, that's so important. Finding a lesson and learning from problems or different things or mistakes or, or things that come on in our life. You can always learn. And, and, and really, that's what they're talking about. Right? They find a lesson while others see a problem. Are you solution-focused or problem-focused? When, when you have challenges, that's an cre- incredible opportunity to learn and to grow right? And we need to make sure that you have that mindset. Number three is, which kind of what I just talked about, effective people are solution focused, solution focused. What's the solution here? What can we do? How can we handle this? How can we grow? How can we make this better? Solution focused in everything, in everything, you know, in your marriage, you're solution focused. Hopefully you're not problem focused, If you're problem focused in a relationship, that makes me think that you're just whining and complaining about your spouse and woe is me. And you think everything is terrible, right? When you're solution focused, you're like, Hey, what, what can I do? What can we do together to make this better? And you're solution focused. And then you start implementing that. You know, if you whine and you complain about your kids, Okay, different things. Solution focus. What's the best way we can handle this situation at home? Let's not whine and complain about them. Let's go ahead and figure out a solution to how we can be better parents. And then hopefully producing better kids. Okay, number four. They consciously and methodically create their own success while others hope success will find them. Affected people consciously and methodically create their own success. Those two conscious, consciously and methodically conscious is just being aware, right? They're just aware. You're not going through the days completely numb and you're doing the things that may seem methodic, that may seem boring, that may seem to not make a big difference, right? What's that book? The little things I'm drawing a blank on it. It's the little things that seem that they may not make a difference actually make the biggest difference. Oh, the slight edge. That's that book. 
So successful people consciously go through the day aware of what it is that they're trying to achieve. And they methodically get it done. The things that, that most people think are boring that won't do, that where you let your emotions take over and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I really don't feel like doing that right now. Then you don't do it. But successful people methodically, they get it done. They just do it. Why others, so many different people, this hope that success will find them. It's just going to fall on their lap. Like it's just going to happen. Like you're just going to have, have a crazy good idea and you're going to implement it or you're not going to implement it. This is going to happen for you. Okay. You have to consciously and methodically create your own success. Okay, number five, they're fearful like everyone else, but they are not controlled or limited by fear. This is a big one, guys. Everybody's fearful. Everybody has certain you know, things out there that they're scared of, scared of failure. Some people are scared of more success. Some people, so often what we're doing is we're scared of what other people think. Right? What are, what are other people going to say? I see this so much in real estate with, for example, videos. I'm, I'm obviously big on videos. I think that social media and videos is a big deal. Right? And to, to get agents sometimes to go out there and be consistent in their videos, the reason why, the big reason why they're not consistent in it is because they're fearful. They're fearful of, of turning on the camera and they're going to say something wrong and they're not going to look as good and you know, they're, they're what other people may think, all those different things, right? Highly affected people, they're scared, but they move past that fear tremendously fast, right? They're not controlled or limited by your fear. Don't be controlled or limited by that. Okay, number six, highly affected people, they ask the right questions. The ones which put them in a productive, creative, positive mindset and emotional state. Man, dude, didn't we talk about that? I think four or five podcasts back about powerful questions. Powerful questions. Questions are so important, guys. If you ask yourself the right questions, the ones that put you in a productive and powerful and big mindset. You know, so often what we do is, it's not questions, but we tell ourselves lame stories. Okay, but we ask, if we ask ourselves the right questions, if I do this right now, what are the amazing results that will come from it? It's just asking ourselves the right questions and so many different things. I wish I could remember that question podcast so much, uh, but I'm drawing a blank on it. But listen, questions are powerful, guys. And, and, and that inner talk and that, that, that little voice that goes inside our head all the time, I'm telling you, if we, if we tell ourselves the correct stories, we ask ourselves the right questions, it changes everything. But what happens too often is we have lame stories going on in our mind. We tell ourselves the wrong stories, okay? And a lot of times what we do is we play it out in our mind beforehand with these lame stories, which then never gets us to even take action. We haven't even taken action yet, and we played out this lame story in our head before we even started. But asking the right questions is incredibly, incredibly important. Okay, number seven of highly affected people. They rarely complain. All complaining does is put the complainer in a negative and unproductive state. Guys, this is so important. I mean, I'm sure you guys have been around a complainer, right? I can't stand it. <laughs> I cannot stand it. 
if you complain, if you complain around me, like if we're hanging out or something, or we're like at a barbecue, whatever, and you start complaining, that's when you lost me. Like, like literally you will see my face. It's like, and we probably got about one minute before I'm going to make an excuse and roll off or try to change the subject. Right. But complaining is just a complete waste of energy. It's just a completely distorted, I think, mindset. Like people complain about the craziest stuff, man. It's like, why deal with it? I mean, I understand complaining sometimes. It's hard. Like if you're sitting in rush hour traffic, that sucks. You may be able to say, gosh, this really sucks and complain about it for a second, but it ain't going to do any good to sit there and the rest of your commute and complain about it. You might as well figure something to do. Put on a crazy good podcast or something. Use that time. Take that time. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's lame. Yes, the traffic in Denver and around here is, is horrid sometimes. Highways look like they're from 1940 or 50. I get it. I can complain too. But it's a waste of energy. It doesn't you no good. So stop complaining and don't be that person that complains. Right? This is... Ugh. I don't like it. It's not good. Okay, number eight. Highly effective people. They don't blame. They take complete responsibility for their actions and outcomes or lack thereof. They don't blame. What's the point? What's the point, guys? If you're solution-focused, you're not going to blame. That, that's, that's staying in a little bit of complaining. That's this blaming others. Take, take it all on yourself. It's, it's a much more powerful way to think of things. Don't blame if you're in an argument with your spouse, what good does it do? What, what, tell me this. If you're in an argument with your spouse, what good is it going to do to blame their spouse? I don't know. I mean, they're probably, it's probably not going to work out that great. They're probably not going to say, wow, that's awesome. Thanks for blaming me. Right? Wow, I got to get my point across. <laughs> no, you can try to get your point across. But why don't you take responsibility for the, the reaction or the outcome of the conversation that you had? Maybe you could have said something differently. Maybe you could have presented it a different way. Maybe it wasn't the best timing. All these different things. Don't, don't blame the other person. Just take responsibility and work on yourself. Work on yourself. It, it may be the other person's completely how they reacted or did certain things. It, it really may be a little bit on them or most of it on them. But blaming them is not going to do any good. And I think in communication with them, you know, say, listen, this is, this is something that I could have done better. I understand how you're feeling. And, and this is something that I need to work on and do much better. And I'm sorry. And then you start doing the right thing and you do better. That's the quickest way for that other person then to hopefully or look at something that they could have done better as well. But when you blame, what are they going to do? They're going to show that same emotion back and start blaming you. I don't know. Right? You see how you almost, it's not guilting them into it, but you know, you have a coworker, you have an employee or something, and they didn't do something right. In some instances, yes, you need to show them what they, what they may have done wrong or could do better next time, but really the ultimate blame is on you because maybe you didn't train them or you didn't get your point across or you didn't, they didn't have a clear you know, game plan or a clear uh, understanding of what it was that you wanted from them. Take that blame and let them know that. And when they see you taking responsibility for that, that's going to make them take more responsibility as well. Okay. Does that make sense? Hopefully. Okay. Number nine, 
highly effective people, while they are not necessarily more talented than the majority, they always find a way to maximize their potential. They get more out of themselves. They use what they have more effectively. That's important. Successful people, a lot of times, they're, they're not any different than you and I. They're not any different than you and I. They don't have some, you know, there's some people that are incredibly, incredibly skilled in certain areas, right? But most of the time they're not, right? They just get more out of what they're good at. They maximize their potential. More than likely they're working in their strength zone, right? A lot of times what people do is we're not, we, we don't even really know what our strength zone is. And a lot of times we're working out of our strength zone. But successful people get the most that they possibly can get out of themselves. They understand what they're incredibly good at. And then they take advantage and, and, and they take that opportunity. They take that skill and then they maximize it. And then they use it. It's so important. A lot of times what happens with unsuccessful people is they're just, you know, they're not, they're not maximizing their potential. They're not working on it right? They're not growing. They're not living in it. If, if I was, if I was to, let's say, um, be a handyman, if that, that was my deal, like I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to be a handyman. I'm going to go in that profession. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that's brutal. I would be the most, I'd be the worst handyman ever. Like I wouldn't even make any, like it'd be crazy. Like I wouldn't even know what to do. Right. That's not, that's not where my potential lies right? That's not where it lies. And a lot of times what successful people do is, is they, they know what they're good at and then they maximize in their, in their skill set, I guess, right? I'm, I'm fairly good at talking and communicating and coaching and helping people. I'm pretty good at sales and communication. I'm pretty good at that stuff. That's what I do. I try to stay in my strength zone. If my wife asked me to do something, you know, in the house to fix something that's dangerous, it's really, really, really dangerous. Like it really is dangerous. Like it's not good. Like most of the time I'll make it worse. I can change about a light bulb, you know, unless it's some crazy light with some weird screw that is, you know, <laughs> I could change a light bulb, but you know what I'm saying? I could do like physical labor. I can mow the lawn and like move rocks and pull weeds. But if I have to run like a sprinkler line or do anything that takes any kind of that, that kind of stuff is not good. So think about that. I like Darren Hardy said this one time. He said, I'm, um, gosh, what did he say? He said, he said something about a hammer. When I have a hammer in my hand, it's not good, but a pen is much different because he's, he's a writer, right? It's kind of the same thing. So think about that. Okay. Where are we? We're number 10. Yes. Number 10, highly effective people. They're busy, productive, and proactive. They're busy productive and proactive busy and productive is a big thing those two we don't run around busy just to be busy that we're productive while most people are lying on the couch planning overthinking sitting on their hands and generally going around in circles they are out getting the job done this is huge guys we've talked about this in a podcast overthinking things overthinking it's 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 something we incredibly incredibly got to watch most people think so much that never ever get to the action right what we talked about is they tell themselves the story they go through the story i mean they've already they've already in their mind they've joined the gym 
They went to the gym. They've had a bad experience at the gym and they quit the gym. This is all in their mind before they've actually taken action and gone to the gym and actually done it and tried it and experienced it. Right? Sometimes we do this in our, in, our, in, in, you know, let's say presentations. Like again, I work with real estate agents. They've gone through the whole listing presentation in their mind. They've overthought it before they've actually gone in. Now, if you're thinking about it and you're role playing going through, it's a positive thing, right? Then that's great. But most of the time people are not being productive. They're not getting the things done because they're thinking about it more than actually taking action and taking action. This is something that I struggle with. There's so many different things that I think about that I want to do. I play it all through my mind, but I, if I would just take action, better action and get it done because with action, you then comes clarity. We talked about, right? Clarity comes with engagement. Clarity comes with engagement. Clarity comes with action. And clarity is so important. And sometimes what we do is we have this running around in our mind, playing in our mind, and we're not exactly clear, right? Like we don't know. And we feel that we have to have everything laid out perfectly before we can begin to take action. And we know, guys, that does not happen because you could have the best plan. And once you start taking action, what happens with that plan? Sometimes it adjusts and moves. It wasn't what you thought, right? It could be negative or it could be positive. But the thing is, we have to engage. We have to... We have to take action towards it. That's when clarity is going to come. And that's what highly effective people do. They don't sit on their hands. They don't overthink. They understand that the only way that they're going to gain clarity is by taking action. And that's incredibly important. Okay, number 11. Number 11. Highly effective people, they align themselves with like-minded people. They understand the importance of being part of a team. They create win-win relationships. This is huge, guys. They talk about, you know, your, the, the three most people you hang out with, the income divided up, and that'll tell you your income. You know, a lot of times that's true. I, and I think it's true. I haven't really worked it out, right? Calculated it out. But effective people align themselves with uh, like-minded people. They create that a little bit of a community. They create that little bit of a team. They, they create those positive win-win relationships. I know I got some great guys. I don't hang out with them enough. But I know I got some great guys, man, that we're on the same, same plane, the same mindset, and we just we're there for each other. I hope they know that. I hope they understand. I hope they know who they are. But I'm there for them. I'm there for them. And they're like-minded, and I can have conversations. I can meet with them. I can go over some things with them. And they get it. They understand it. And that's what effective people do is they understand the power of great, great relationships. And they need that, right? They understand. We're not on an island. We need that support. We need that. Okay, two more. Number 12, habit of highly effective people. They are ambitious. They want amazing, and why shouldn't they? They consciously choose to live their best life rather than spending it on autopilot. This is what we talked about yesterday, guys. A little bit of what we talked about yesterday. Ambition. Be, you know, being grateful for the things that you currently have right now, right? Gratitude is a big thing. Being grateful for the things that you have right now, but being ambitious to go out there and do more and be more and give more and love more, right? 
wanting amazing, not wanting a mediocre life. Choosing to live your best life right now, which is what we talked about. If you're living a life right now that you hate, that sucks in hopes that one day you're going to get to that point to where it's going to be amazing. Why not make it amazing now? You may be able to right now. I don't think you may be able to. You can right now. If you get a plan and you get clarity. Spending your life on autopilot, not doing that. They're ambitious, effective people. Don't spend their life on autopilot. We talked about that. Plan your days in the beginning. Know what you need to get done and then review at the end of the day. Did I get done the things that I said I needed to do? Did I get it done? See, when you're on autopilot, you don't have a clue what's going on. You're just cruising. You just got, you're, you're heading some direction, right? You're, you're going somewhere, but you, but you don't know. You don't know. And then you wake up a year from now and you're like, oh my gosh, the year flew by. My marriage, gosh, I don't feel close. It kind of sucks. And I hate work. What am I going to do? It happens all the time, guys. But successful people, they're ambitious and they don't spend their life on autopilot. They live a conscious life. They're aware of what it is that's going to make them happy, what they need to do. And they're ambitious to make sure they get it done. They don't settle. Don't settle. This is where sometimes I think in my marriage, and my I'm, I'm kind of annoying a little bit. It's a titch because I'm, I'm always almost wanting to like have an amazing marriage like so much that I'm intense. I'm intense. <laughs> I have to admit it, guys. I'm just intense. And sometimes I'm sure that makes my wife a little tired. I'm just sure it does because I just want an amazing marriage. Like I want it. And we have a great marriage. I just, I just want it. Like I want more, right? That can be tiring. I get that. That can be hard. That's a fault of mine. She's probably listening to this and she's like, yep. So anyways, number 13, the last one we're going to talk about today is highly effective people. They have clarity and certainty about what they want and don't want for their life. They actually visualize their plan, visualize and plan their best reality. What others are merely spectators of life. Kind of what we talked about guys. It's so important. Gaining clarity. Successful people have clarity. I know, listen, and I'm not saying I'm incredibly successful. I'm not saying that, but I'm just giving you the example of myself. I have, I have clarity. I know what I need to get done in the day. I know what I, I know what I want to get done. Right. And I know what I need to work towards. I know what I want. I know what I want. It's a big thing, guys. There's things that I'm moving towards that I'm trying to do that hopefully will be launched here. One, hopefully it will be launched in the next two to three months, probably month. I've visualized it. I've gone through it. I've lied in my bed at night before I go to sleep and visualize and can see everything, everything. And then I've made plans for it. Stop being a spectator. Stop being a spectator. Start to work on defining what success looks like for your, your life and then begin to design it into your life. Weave it into your life. Know what it is that you want and go for it. Go for it. So often what people do is they just talk, 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 and they don't actually plan and they don't actually implement and they don't work towards it. Stop talking and start doing. And that's what successful people do, guys. 
Okay. Hopefully that was good. 13 habits of highly effective people. There's a ton. There's like 50 of these things. I just went through the first 13 and we've done this obviously in the past, but it's such a good reminder, man. I need this stuff. A lot of times when I go through this, I hope you guys understand this and you know this when I see you around, I always talk about it, right? Because you guys are like, oh, I love the podcast and, and what you say makes sense. And I'm like, it makes sense because it's the same stuff that I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with this. I'm, I'm where you guys are in the sense that I need to hear this stuff just as much as you. It's so important. That's a lot of reasons why I do this. I, I do this also because I love it. I love to share. I love to help people grow. It's a big deal to me. I feel happy when I'm able to give and hopefully say something that helps somebody get through the day or helps them just a titch. If it's just a titch, right? I do this for my kids. My kids listen to this. They see this, right? That's important. That's a big one for me, guys. That, that is so big right there. Because when I'm gone, they'll have this. What a powerful thing. What an amazing thing. I told you guys, when my mom, my mom passed away, I have her Bible up there. There, uh, I'll, I'll keep going. I don't want to pull it down. But I have her Bible up there. And one of the most precious things is her Bible because there's writing and notes all over, little notes that she wrote. And then there was a little, like a little card like this. I think it was like a little napkin or a little restaurant something napkin that we went to and she wrote down a nice little poem like a little poem at the end of her life when she was dying and I have that in there and those words those writings from her in her own little you know handwriting is precious to me it is precious to me so these things like this this podcast and these videos how precious are they going to be to the kids when when I'm not around anymore it's huge. It's huge. And that's a big reason why I think these are important. So I would encourage you, if you do have kids, we're getting off on a completely different subject here, is to write them letters, write them stuff, teach them, but teach them in a way that they can have, right? So when I mean teaching, help them with words of wisdom to get through life. So when they have challenges, they can go to those things that you told them or you wrote or you spoke to them and they can go through it. I think, I think we, I think reading. So I had a conversation about this the other day, you know, a lot of times when we talk to our kids, I have one boy in college, he's 19, right? A lot of times we can communicate, right? We can talk face to face. And I'm not saying do not do this face to face. And I'm not saying texting is the best way. But one of the things I was thinking about the other day is is there certain texts that he wrote me that I've loved and I've actually screenshotted them and saved them and put them away, right? With technology, you can do that now. So a lot of times what I do is, is I can speak words to Liam, right? Because he's at a different, he's at a different age. He's 19. I'm going I'm to communicate to him differently or teach him in a different way. Now it's more guidance, right? Now it's just guidance and encouragement with Liam. Guidance and encouragement with him is much different than I'm going to communicate with hope, right? Hope it's now right and wrong and, you know, kind of getting onto her when I need to get onto her and let her know that's not the right, the best way to handle that. You know, it's just different. So my point is, listen, guys, this is important. Take this, please, please, is, is, is writing that out, writing it out. Because sometimes when people communicate and they can listen, but sometimes our kids will zone us out. But of, of doing these long texts to Liam, these long texts to Liam of encouragement and guidance and, and all these different things, I think matters. I think it matters a lot. Hopefully he's 
screenshotting those and will put those away and can read them and pull on them when he needs to. Right? And I know some of you may be thinking, well, why don't you write a letter, man, blah, blah, blah. I, okay, I get that. That's fine. <laughs> there may be a better way to do it, but I'm just saying the way that I do it to make sure it gets it done is texting him these long, encouraging texts that I know he reads. It's important, guys. Give your kids that gift of wisdom and teaching and learning and give them that gift of them seeing you doing it. That's a big thing. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. All right, completely got off the subject there, but that's okay. You guys have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Thank you for listening to episode number 120 of the Winning at Work and Home podcast. If you like it, share it, heart it, like, comment. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys later. Bye. You've been listening to the Winning at Work and Home podcast with Damon Eddy. Be sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Also, be sure to follow Damon on Facebook at Damon Eddy. Define and design your success. Or subscribe to the Damon Eddy channel on YouTube. Until next time, know you have a part to play in this world, so be sure to play your part well.